Little Nightmares. Easy on the wallet, but is it worth your time? We delve deep into the question, is this an instant classic or a free-based anxiety simulator? In order to find out, here on Broke and Gaming. Welcome, absolutely everyone, to Broke and Gaming. I'm your first host, Shay. I'm your other host, Dan. And today we have a very special guest with us. He is a Twitch streamer. He is a cigar aficionado. He is an emotional support ginger. And most importantly, he is my friend. Please welcome Timmy, a.k.a. Ferk03. Hey, Timmy, how's it going? Not bad, Dan. How are you doing? I'm all right. And how you doing, Shay? Uh, just spectacular. Oh, good. Shay has never met Timmy in person, and Timmy and I literally hung out at karaoke last night, so uh, <laughs> very even playing field today. But we always ask our guest right at the top, what have you been playing recently, Tim? Oh, oh, Dan, oh, you, you should know already, I have been playing Mass Effect. Yes. All the way through. On my first playthrough ever. Yeah, which is, that's astounding to me. Uh, so how, how are you finding it now on your first playthrough? Well, after having beaten the trilogy and continuing on in the appendices, I'm enjoying it so far. About halfway through the second game. And, like, have you done Bioware games before this? Like, have you played the Dragon Age games? Have you played Kotar? The only thing I've been playing since our last recording. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Coder was my first Bioware game. I played that when it came out. Yeah, and all the Dragon Age games. The fact that I hadn't played Mass Effect was just a glaring hole in my gaming history. Yeah, it seems like such a weird blind spot if you if you liked the Dragon Age games. Well, it's also weird because I also know the whole story, because it's impossible not to at this point. That's pretty true. I mean, as much as it's a branching storyline, there is kind of a, a canon conclusion. I mean, I do like that Mass Effect does a full canon version that the developers pick yeah because you, you sort of have to especially if you're going to try to spin it off into any other form of media which i think they had intentions of i don't know how successful they were i'm sure there's novelizations and whatever else i don't think that ever got any sort of tv series adaptation did it not that i'm aware of yeah I... uh, research department is on it now all right perfect <laughs> I, I haven't played them since they first came out, and we, we talked a little bit about it in our last episode, about how Andromeda is a hot, steaming pile of shit. So that kind of turned me off from the series, like from revisiting it. I may end up doing that soon, because I, I remember the games being genuinely very fun, the exploration aspect of it, going to the different planets when you were actually able to land on the different planets was a lot of fun. Um... Because they changed that up a couple times throughout the series as well, like how you interacted with the other planets in the solar systems. But yeah, they're, they're good games. And you can make Shepard look like a crazy person. <laughs> Just before getting on on the recording here, we were talking about different creator character options and Shay's fantastic <laughs> UFC fighter uh, from when we both downloaded that for the free game a couple months ago for PlayStation. And this is no exception. I don't think you can tattoo Yas Queen on the back of Shepard, but I haven't tried, so I couldn't uh, tell you for sure. Mods, baby. That, oh, yeah. You're probably the modding right. community is on it. A quick update. The rights to a Mass Effect TV show were purchased by Amazon Studios at the end of last year, oh. but has not been greenlit yet. I fucking so. knew it. All right. Well, that's coming. Screw it. I'm um, game. You know... Sure. We may 
discuss that a little later on. But um, so Shay, you've just been playing Kotar. Yeah, just that tangential to video game news, though. I did watch the first two episodes of the Halo series on Paramount Plus. We were uh, Timmy and I were just talking about that as well. Yeah. What do you think? Because Timmy's most of the way through it. I thought that the first episode was really good, and I am worried <laughs> about the rest of it. Why? Let me just put it that way. I don't know. The second episode was, it was just like let's uh, let's prop up this flimsy story behind our original Xbox camera <laughs> and uh, go from there. And I am just concerned. Okay, Timmy, having watched almost all of the series now, are Shay's concerns <laughs> valid? Not at all. Okay. No? <laughs> The show is actually pretty good for what it is. I mean, it's coming from the Halo franchise. <laughs> so expectations should be right there. <laughs> the only yeah. thing that throws me out of any kind of immersion for this show is anytime I remember that Master Chief is also Pornstash. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, Pornstash was the name of a character from Orange is the New Black, and I totally forgot that that's who that was even in the press oh, stuff. Oh, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, isn't it? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that's bothered me in that show so far. <laughs> Is that it's porn stash? Yeah. Yes. I I gotta say that him pulling off his helmet so early in the show threw me a little bit. I thought that they would save that for later, but if you're telling me that there are fewer plot issues that I'm concerned about, then I don't know, maybe it isn't as needed I mean, <laughs> as I was thinking it was going to be. Well, yeah, I, the I mean, only thing like, I could picture is that it'd be just a bang, bang, shoot em up, ridiculous action fest. Like, I can't imagine watching that for the plot necessarily. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. There is one. I, well, I'm sure there <laughs> well, is. That's what I'm saying is that if you're making it eight, what is it, ten episodes in a, the first season? Yeah. If you're making that many episodes of a show, like, there has to be some plot or else, like... I mean, like you said, Dan, the first episode was a bang, bang, shoot em up. Like, it was very, very fun. And if that's all you're going to make in 10 episodes, like, I don't know if that's a good recipe. Like, everybody's going to drop off after your first episode. Yeah. They give you just enough plot that makes just barely <laughs> enough sense, that fits just good. barely enough into the canon to make this entertaining. That just good. sounds like porn at this point. Uh, but It is. Wow. Fucking all right. It has porn this stash in it. This game is little nightmares. The show's got porn stash in it. It's relevant. That's fine. I haven't been playing anything anyway. Honestly, I I tried FIFA. I realized very very quickly I do not understand the rules of soccer whatsoever. I got so many offsides, uh, and I don't know oh, yeah. how. Um, you gotta you gotta stay between the last defender and the goalie. Uh, sure. I'm sorry. Sorry, you gotta stay behind the last defender. Okay, I, w I can't even explain it correctly. Anyway, that's the thing. I would like kick it over the just the the middle man. I don't even know terminology. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck this. I I'm so glad it was free. FIFA uh, 22 is free this month if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Uh, by the time this drops, you will still be able to get it, unlike most of the things that I've mentioned recently <laughs> in other episodes. So go ahead and grab that if you care to. Yeah, it might be the, the last FIFA game ever made. Yeah, uh, 
expand on that real quick. Yeah, so apparently FIFA and EA Sports uh, failed to come to a licensing agreement. So FIFA 22 might be the the last, uh, certainly the last EA Sports FIFA game ever made. But apparently EA Sports is planning to continue to make a soccer title. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they don't have the FIFA licensing, it's going to be like those old, like, 90s, like, ripoff games where it's just number 37. And, right. Yeah. And uh, it's not going to have any players in it. Just completely computer-generated facial constructions and stuff like that. That's fine. Right. I mean, right. It, to me, it doesn't matter at all. You'll be able to play as Luke Massey. Yeah. <laughs> You never know. They might give every one of those players a detailed life, backstory, <laughs> social media interactions. They could create an entire virtual world, and you're just playing the soccer players in that one. You sure could. If it was a life simulator on top of it, that would be amazing. <laughs> like, I have to I have to score a point in this, or else I'm not going to be able to make my car payment. That would be incredible. <laughs> uh, the only thing I cared about is that you can play as Wrexham, which is the... The soccer club, the football club, for our international listeners, that Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds bought on a whim. So that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, I got nothing. But that's going to take us into this week's game. And we will start, as we always start, with our short change history. This week's game is Little Nightmares, which is a 2017 puzzle platformer developed by Malmo Sweden-based Tarsier Studios and published by Namco Bandai Entertainment. Tarsier seemingly got their start as a secondary partner studio working on DLC for the Little Big Planet franchise as well as co-developing Tearaway Unfolded and something called Ragdoll Kung Fu. Little Nightmares is the first original IP solely developed by Tarsier and since has released Static for the PlayStation VR, Ragdoll Physics Puzzler Stretchers, for Nintendo, and earlier this year, Little Nightmares. A long-rumored and anticipated game called City of Metronome has apparently been under development since around 2005, with the studio even acknowledging the project on their website, stating in their FAQ, we haven't made City of Metronome, at least not yet, dot dot dot. Little Nightmares is currently available on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, PC, and supposedly on Stadia. All right, so Shay, normally you give us the rundown of what this game actually is, but do you want to hand over the reins to our guest today for that? Yeah, let's lock and load, Timmy. All right, so in this game, you play as Six, who, best I can tell, is just three sack boys in a raincoat who wakes up one morning (laughs) on a cardboard box bed and has to traverse through a very creepy world solving environmental puzzles. Yeah, that is basically it. This creepy world is pretty self-contained on what seems to be a giant ship known as the Maw. There's a couple things about this that I don't fully understand. Having played both games in the series and the accompanying DLCs, I don't know why you're so small. I don't know why everyone else is so big. I don't know why they're all seemingly wearing masks or in some sort of weird meat suit situation. I don't know what the gnomes are about. I don't fucking understand any part of this. What about you, Shay? Does any of this actually make sense to you, or is it just a fever dream? I mean, it's called Little Nightmares. Is it not supposed to be a fever dream? I suppose so. Because, like, every time you die, you wake up at the last checkpoint. 
that's like physically wake up. That's true. You're like curled up in a ball. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. I wonder if that is a nod. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. Oh, man. This might change my whole perspective on the game. <laughs> uh, the best theory I got going down that rabbit hole trying to figure it out was uh, that it's a child's subconscious in an orphanage. Oh. That tracks. Yeah. That could be. I think, much like some of the other games that we've played, like Inside, um, this is kind of a leave-it-to-your-own interpretation for the moment. There is going to be a television series coming out based on this IP, which is being worked on, as I believe I've mentioned on the podcast before, by Henry Selleck, who is responsible for the whole look of Nightmare Before Christmas, James and the Giant Peach, and then went on to found Leica Studios, which put out Coraline and Kubo and the Two Strings and all of those really cool stop-motion animation films of the last couple of years. So I'm looking forward to that, and I presume we'd have to get a story at that point. It's not just going to be a silent <laughs> protagonist the whole time, just dodging weird monstrosities well halo did it good point uh <laughs> so gameplay wise this does play again like some of the other things that we've covered it's a 2.5 d side scrolling kind of a thing foreground background side side but i'm gonna say this is easily the creepiest game that we've played so far we haven't done a whole lot of horror titles for the show as of yet even though there are a slew of incredibly inexpensive and poorly made in a lot of cases <laughs> horror games out there just not something we've touched upon too much yeah and if you've ever seen me stream the evil within you'll know why yeah yep uh <laughs> we are scaredy cats so what did you guys think about the actual gameplay of this was this the first time for both of you it was for me it also was for me that's right because you think i've owned i think i've owned this game for about two years but yeah 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 that's right <laughs> So what did you guys think of the gameplay then? Um, it struck me as aggressively like inside. Yeah. I mean, themes, layout, design, camera choices, hiding in shadows, uh, running from monsters. Very much like inside. That is fair. And inside was released before this as well. Um, I had to double check that before I put my foot in my mouth, but... Well, they're both, I mean, the the developers for both of those games are from, like, the same area, I want to say. You said it was from Sweden. Yeah, it? it's, it, they're both very Nordic countries. But yeah, it's, it is very reminiscent of that style. And Limbo, the first one from Playdead, is strictly 2D. Like, there's no foreground, background, 2.5D aspect to that. Yeah. But in, like, when comparing the two, do, do you feel they played the same, like, did one edge out the other? I think the sack boys on toothpicks were a little bit more athletic than the kid from inside. But otherwise, I think they were they were about the same. Yeah. I think this, I mean, this moves, they both move a little slow, intentionally, I feel, to, to yeah. increase the tension when being chased all the time, always. I, I will say that I think that Little Nightmares was much more, like, classically creepy yeah. than inside was i think it I mean? had a more atmospheric quality to it there are monsters in little nightmares you know like the... yeah full on so yeah, that's um... not a joke <laughs> yeah let's 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 talk about some of these monsters because the way they divide up this game you go through big sections and there's always like one or more big creepy antagonists that you're dealing with in that section the yeah. first major one I, they probably have names. 
You mean slinky, slinky armed uh, Freddy Krueger? Yeah, Daddy Long <laughs> that's, Arms. That's the janitor. Okay. Yeah. Who is blind and has maybe he could just be wearing <laughs> cloth over his eyes for fun. Yeah, it masks are very comfortable. I believe everyone will be wearing them in the future. <laughs> See, I think part of the puzzle part of that was that he was blind, but I don't know. He has exceptional hearing for sure, because the whole puzzle thing on that is built around not walking on floorboards. Right. Uh, on the floor. Sucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Walk past him on the floor. Don't step but on the don't. floorboards. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, Man, oh, fuck. it it really does throw you into the deep end very, very quickly because sound plays such a huge aspect in a lot of parts in this game, both attracting these enemies at different points or figuring out ways to run around them to get from point A to point B. And this is a violent, violent way to to teach you that. Hey, he at least got his. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Without going into too much spoiler detail, yeah, he got his. Fuck that thing, though. I... <laughs> That might be my least favorite out of the bunch, just in terms of, like, how much my heart rate went up when dealing with them. The chefs were whatever. Like, I didn't care for the look of them, but I didn't. (laughs) Nah, no. Because, again, the whole thing is they're, like, in meat suits. There's There's a point at which one of the chefs is, like, butchering, like, a big slab of meat. And then you actually watch him tuck his hand up under his face. And it's, ugh, it just... Blah. so gross <laughs> oh yeah and i i question what the meat in that game is also oh it's pretty i would clear at points <laughs> that oh. they're harvesting these children i mean shay how far did you get in this before i say this next part not far i think i finished the janitor's area and then i was like that's basically inside and they called it a day uh okay that's fair there are some some plot details regarding Six specifically. God, I would fucking hope so. And Six's hunger specifically. Where were yeah. those? Where were those, Dan? Where were those plot details? <laughs> <laughs> well, the hunger being the biggest one, and it gives you slightly more insight with the DLC campaign, which is happening simultaneously. Okay, I haven't with played what those Six yet. is doing. Yeah. Man, I I don't even know how to say that without it being a huge spoiler, but that very last scene, Timmy, as they're walking off, that very last act, yeah, you find out how that thing got there. That was as veiled as I could possibly make that. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that's Listeners, I'm very sorry. I think you may have given negative details there, actually. (laughs) You're probably (laughs) right. Suffice it to say, they dropped all the plot in the very, very last minutes of the game and then stretched it by pulling it straight back to the beginning. Kinda, in a way, yeah. Which they did in the second one as well. There's like a time loop aspect to the second one that... Oh, Christ. I don't fully understand that either. Uh, Henry Selleck, please fucking help me out with this when this show comes out. (laughs) So, I mean, in terms of gameplay, it is territory we've tread. None of the puzzles are too terribly difficult, and most of them just kind of revolve around, okay, you have to get this thing, but you can't get caught getting this thing, so figure out how to get past this thing so you can get this thing. Right? That sums it up, pretty much. That is a lot of the puzzles. Yeah. Like, there's some traversal puzzles, like levers and pulleys and so on and so forth. 
Um, or one scene where you drop down from uh, by hanging onto a noose. Yep. Yes, that is <laughs> indeed a thing. Um, Which, by the way, was the second noose in the game by that point. That's true. Now, you don't see the first noose. That's, yeah, I'm You just see sorry. the result I of that noose. I should, I should say, I <laughs> assume there was a, <laughs> an implied noose. Funnily <laughs> oh, enough, man. I, I kind of sequence broke the noose. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, I refused to jump and grab it because I'm like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> right. So I tried to grab... inevitably the... going to snap my neck. <laughs> yeah, so I tried to grab the, the counterweight rope <laughs> that was oh. sitting there, and I just fell to my death. But since the puzzle was technically already solved... Oh, <laughs> interesting. Six, six woke up at the beginning of the puzzle, and I'm like, why are all the lights off? <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> Oh, nice. I love that. <laughs> oh, um, oh, no. So I climbed all the way back through that entire puzzle oh, no. just just to find out I had to kill myself again. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> because fall damage is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. An inconsistent thing, I'll say. Because I feel like I've fallen from the same level or the same amount a couple of times and died sometimes and didn't die other times. Yeah. I mean, that might be an affectation of everything in this game being either <laughs> death or not death. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that I don't think true. there's a health meter. I think there's just a threshold. It's pretty yeah. black and white. I think the sequence in which I died the most, and this is true of both of my playthroughs, because I, I played this around when it first came out, I believe, was the scene in which the janitor got his. That specific sequence, even though it's so obvious, for some reason it was so nerve-wracking to me that I kept getting caught over and over trying to budge that cage. So there are only, throughout the course of the game, two battleable antagonists, which is the janitor and the lady, which is the final boss, as it were, of the game, which Shay has not yet gotten to, so I don't want to get too much into spoilers. You do see, you do catch a glimpse of her right at the very beginning of the game before you wake up on the aforementioned cardboard bed. You can also find a an eyeball that has a like a security camera view of her. Yeah, room. that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's I think also like a little Easter eggy sort of thing. One of several in this. It counts as one of the collectibles, like the the gnomes and the statues. Yeah. Um, which... Hey, what are you supposed to do with those statues, by the way? Shuck them. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Broke one of them, and I was like, "Whoops!" I thought I had to like bring them to the gnomes yeah something like that since there's so uh, little direction throughout this game like there's not even a tutorial portion you have to figure things out and if you stall for too long a prompt will come up of what you need to do i on my second playthrough completely forgot how to dash but could work the lighter just fine my my (laughs) extremely small zippo in this world so um just because i want to get into it a little bit the sequel to this game is i think a prequel again there's there's a time loop aspect to it that i don't fully grasp but you end up having six as a companion before six goes to the mall which there's more detail there that is absolutely spoiler material that i won't get into um since there's not a whole lot of story to to get more into i think we're safe getting into our pros and cons at this point so timmy what do you got so pro for me is just how well the tool set that they gave you allowed you to traverse the world. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The running feels intentionally clunky in a, in a kind of good way. Control-wise, the only issue I had was 
when you have to duck behind shadows, which is such a almost overused thing in this type of game where it's like, just don't get into the light, hide behind shadows, the light is going to move, duck from place to place. That is a little bit tedious with the start and stop that Six has. But other than that, yeah, yeah everything, I think, makes perfect sense within the context of, of the game. And the lighter thing is a cool aspect, too. Because this game is so dark in certain aspects, like having a lighter on hand to light your way, to have the lanterns that you can light, the candles that you can light, so that you don't have to hold the, the lighter the whole time, it, it's really well thought out. And they yeah. did a fantastic job on the light rendering in this game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The pro for me was really how desolate, like, not only the world is, but, like, also the soundscape is. Oh, yeah. The atmosphere that they create in this game is just impeccable. Yeah, and and so much of the sound plays into how you need to play. Like I said, with the janitor, creaking floorboards will attract him immediately, and then you're running for your life. Like, being that it is so minimalist in in the soundscape. Yeah, you know exactly when you fuck up. Yes, yes. (laughs) The reactions from any of the antagonists, the same thing. And... As much as it's not supposed to be, the scurrying of the gnomes is, I like, really unsettling. Like, every, yeah. everything about it oh. is designed so well to put you on edge. Ugh. It's great. Did either of you two notice that your controller vibration is Six's heartbeat? Yes. No. So good. <laughs> yeah, that's rough stuff. To- total immersion. That's really cool. I did not pick up on that at all. Yeah, it's excellent. What did you guys think of of Six as a protagonist with as little information as we were given? My first reaction was creepy sack boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I made a I'm I was just trying to do a quirky little title on my stream and I chose three sack boys in a raincoat and the initial feel on the how she controlled was I was not expecting it to be that accurate. Yeah. I don't know. Six has, like, a very believable helplessness as the protagonist. Uh, Just being so much smaller than everything else going on around her and, like, struggling with with climbing, (laughs) running. I don't know. Just because there's, like, no information that you're given at the beginning of the game and as far as I've played, no information forthcoming, I didn't really have a whole lot of thoughts on Six. And I... I have to assume that's also intentional. Like, right. um, being a silent protagonist, being virtually faceless with the, the rain slicker hood up and everything. A lot of these games design it so that you can put yourself in that place. And I, I think it accomplishes that goal. Like you feel like you're the person that's running from this. Yeah. Maybe you don't have that weird hunger where you're just going to eat a rat straight from a trap, but you know, Oh Yeah. But again, many mysteries to (laughs) uncover here. That sequence with the rat meat in the trap, like every single fiber of my gamer being was like this. No, come on. No, I know not to eat this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it it gets so much worse as you go along. This is 400% a trap. I know this and I'm just going to I guess I'll just do it anyway. (laughs) Yep. It really raised the anxiety. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Like yeah. knowing you're you're walking into potential doom and no other way around it. I mean, yeah, surefire weird way to 
to spike my adrenaline. What about any cons? Does anybody have any cons? Well, Dan, I'm glad you asked because... <laughs> oh! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Shay's Corner Corner. Ah, oh, Timmy, it's your first visit. <laughs> oh, I am honored to be here. <laughs> Listen, if you have a fucking doorway and I'm in a part of the doorway that's open, there is no reason that I should not be able to walk through that doorway. This happened to me several times while I was being chased by the janitor, and I don't appreciate getting caught because a door frame isn't rendered properly in the physics of the universe. Anyway, that's, yeah. that's what I have to say. That's that's all on that. Oh, Sometimes when it, you're I walking mean, around crates, you get caught on edges too. Like, I, I don't know, the corners, man. It'll, it'll stop you dead too. Yeah. Like, if you're in a sprint, there were a couple times where, uh, especially with the janitor, where you kind of have to dodge in the foreground and background to get away from him and like slide into oh my god yeah more or less and if you don't have that perfect you're getting caught up on a corner yeah yeah it's not great yeah i don't have i mean you guys covered most of what i had the only other pro i would say is this more than anything else we've done and i i know we've talked about it now ad nauseum the ambiguity is sort of bothersome of what Six's deal is, what the Maw's deal is, what the Lady's deal is. Like, there's no context for anything that's happening. And it does not get particularly better in the second one either. It's going to be a challenge for this television show to make sense. They're essentially going to have to write the entire story. Yeah. Because so much of this was up to the player's interpretation. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's not the biggest downfall in the world, because... The game is enjoyable to play, if not, you know, completely jaw-droppingly horrifying at times. It's still a fun enough gameplay loop that it makes up for it in some aspects. But when you're watching a, a literal child, or potentially a child, I don't actually know that that's true, die repeatedly. I kind of like to know what else is happening in that world, but, you know, that's just me, I guess. Do you think Six is a gnome with human arms and legs? Well... Funny you should mention that. They're <laughs> they're in the DLC. It does kind of explain a little bit more about the gnomes than it does Six and her whole deal. Right. So I don't know. Cool. That's my theory, is that Six is a gnome on, you know, in the same way that the janitor has very long arms. Uh, Six is a gnome that's holding human hands and standing on human legs. Yeah. Those gnomes helped me get through that game. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're extremely oh. helpful. They'll show you the pathways that you may not see, which is great, because with the game being as dark as it is, sometimes the, the exits are not obvious. Right. I mean, not only that, uh, quite quite a few times I was looking at my heart rate on the Fitbit while playing oh, this geez. game. Now, and... why would you do that? Oh, yeah. Just take yeah. it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I would find a gnome and give it a hug, and the light vibration and sound that the game made actually would reduce my blood pressure and heart rate. Oh. But, like, the, the gnomes were uh, really helpful in helping break a little bit of the tension in the game as well. Yeah. Uh, did you get to hug any of them? I hugged quite a few. Shay? I got three. Because I didn't realize... That's pretty till, good! I didn't realize till like, the fifth one that that's what you were supposed to do. Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, I got three. That makes the end of this game so much worse. All right, so. Yes, it does. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so I have no yeah. words. <laughs> is this is this wait, hold on. Is this like the bugs in the jar scenario from Hollow Knight? Not quite. <laughs> no. What do you folks say? We good to rate this thing? Dan, do you hear that floorboard creaking behind you? I'm wearing headphones, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Turn around, it's the rating system! Fuck! <laughs> Alright, let's go. <laughs> they get worse and worse every time. Alright, first up, does it work? Slight complaints in terms of some cornering issues. It's completely valid cornering issues. I don't know that that's enough to detract from a full point. I found all the jumping very satisfying. As long as there's, it's not really obstacle heavy, the sprinting is very satisfying climbing no issues yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm good with a full point here all right timmy Uh, i think i'm also gonna go with a full point i had some issues with the controls but they were only issues that i find in all 2.5 d games and it's mostly a depth perception issue with the world and less on the controls itself yeah yeah that's so I will say that that's probably where most of my issues running into door frames came from. It's just because I thought I was further up than I was. So yeah, that's fair. I guess I'll give it. A, I guess I'll give that it tracks. a full point too. Okay. Breaking precedent all the time. Uh, is it engaging? Yes, this is uh, without question a full point. <laughs> Even though, again, not sure what's going on. We'll get into that in a couple points from now. I still wanted to see six through this nightmare so yeah i have no problem giving this a full point yeah timmy it sounded like it was too engaging for you huh (laughs) oh no 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 it was the right amount i i bought this product to be engaged (laughs) and your fitbit was like what the fuck are you doing yeah i mean you don't buy a you don't buy a horror game to want to not be scared sure i i will also give it a point i No, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I'm going to give it a half point because of how abandoned you are at the beginning of the game. So, like, if you don't kind of stick with it, I mean, I was not interested in finishing this game after a good amount of playtime, I would say. Yeah. But that, I mean, the half point is because I don't know what I missed. So this is like a projected half point. I, I mean, I told I told my partner when I was playing, I was like, I don't really know why I want to get out of here. I, I was yeah. not as interested in six seeing it through as you were, Dan. But that's fair. I mean I could certainly, you know, I could certainly see how it, it would be engaging if there are like some scraps of story anywhere. Yeah. Any sort of I mean, in, in games like this, a lot of times there are like little lore drops that you'll find. Yeah. Or anything giving you any sort of hint as to what's going on. At one point, there is a framed photo of a toilet in somebody's room. And I'm like, well, (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea what this is supposed to be, represent, what it's telling me about the character, fucking anything. It's just saying that art is shit. Oh, oh, how profound. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm good to roll with that. Let's continue on. Yeah. Up next. Does it look good? Yes, this art style is is it looks kind of like a stop motion animation. It's got real Burtony, Selicky qualities to it, especially when it comes to the design of the the antagonists. I love the way this looks, so that's that's definitely a full point for me. Yep, Timmy. Yeah, um, 
Does it look good? Yes and no. Right. But the no is intentional. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a nightmarish hellscape you are going through, but they made it very well. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. The <laughs> the hideous parts look hideous well. <laughs> so, uh, full point for me as well. Uh, is there replayability? I'm not going to give it a point here, just because you're only doing it to experience the gameplay loop. Because even with the DLC, like I said, it doesn't really fill you in anymore. It actually makes certain aspects of it worse. So as much as I do enjoy the gameplay, there are other things on the market that kind of fill this niche that I could go to. Like if I just want that kind of experience. So this specifically, no, I don't, I don't necessarily think I need to replay it, having now replayed it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm also not going to give it a point on this one. I, I loved the game all the way through, but I have no desire to go back and hug the rest of the gnomes or break the rest of the vases because the game only has one ending. Uh, yeah. And and like with a game like Inside, when you go back to do the collectibles, it does unlock like a secondary type of ending. So without that compelling me, I'm not. I Yeah. Yeah. I'm also not going to give it a point here because it I mean, like I enjoyed playing it, but like it didn't really have like playability for me much less replayability like there was a point where i was like all right i got it as little as there was to get you know what i mean so zero points from me there as well this is a good game to watch say a streamer play yeah like i as much as it pains me to say it i think you can get just as much out of it watching say tim play it and comment on it on their twitch channel as you would playing it yourself in a lot of aspects because it's not terribly challenging and that's kind of why the whole, like, let's play thing was invented, I think. So that you can just experience what this game has without having to torture yourself with it yourself. Right. Up next, is there a story? As we've now mentioned multiple times over. Yeah, kind of, but no. I can in good conscience give this a point. And uh, there may be a plan in place where everything will become clear in subsequent releases or in the television show, but as it sits right now, no, there's not really a story to speak of. I'm going to go ahead and give this a half a point. Okay. Because while it doesn't have a story per se, it has the feeling of a story. I, I think I see what what you're saying. I would disagree in that it has the feeling that it should have a story. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that too. <laughs> right, and it's just... Like, I, there isn't one. But there, is, there, there might be one, but there also might well, I not think, be. I think maybe what, <laughs> what, what that comes down to then is that like, it, it feels like there is a story, but you can't find it anywhere. So it feels like there should be a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to stick with a half there just because just uh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> All right. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, <laughs> no point for me. So our final question then, our five point for all the marbles question, is it worth the cost? So this game retails at $19.99 across the board. Um, it is frequently on sale just because it has been out for a while. So especially with indie developer sales, this comes up a lot. At the $19.99 price point, again, this feels weird because I do like this game. I'm around like two or three right now. I'll let you both go first. While I chew on that, Timmy, where where are you at? So Dan, I am actually at a solid five. Okay, fucking knew it. 
this game, the moment I finished my stream for this game, I hopped onto Steam and I bought the DLC and I bought the second game. Okay. The game was good enough to make me spend more money. That Okay, that's reasonable. Oh, you know what? That actually does... Fuck, that does change my answer to some extent. All right. I'm not... I'm still not solid, but I actually like your logic on this, Tim. Shay, where are you at? Two. Two? This okay. feels like a very good $15 game. And I... I mean, I honestly, I think it's just because I didn't... I, like, I came to a point where I didn't want to keep playing anymore. I think maybe if I had stuck through it to the end, it would be a different score. But I... I don't know. I just... 20 bucks for something that I'm going to play like 20% of and then be like, I got it and then put it down. I, I don't know. I think 15 would have been good for this game, but yeah. So I'm at a two. Okay. I did buy the DLC. I did buy the second one when I found it on sale, but not long after it was released. So I think I'm going like with a four. I should also say Based that on... I bought whatever the full version was that included the yeah. DLC. Right. That, that would have been the smart thing for me to do. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because I bought all three of them not on oof, sale. Oof. Oof. <laughs> and you listen to a lot of this podcast, Timmy. You should have known. Real quick, Tim, That's how fair. much how much did each of those uh, DLC levels run you? Yeah, what's your what's your total investment now? Uh fifty bucks. For the yeah. just the first game or for the, the whole Kitten Caboodle? Uh, for the whole for the whole thing, for all of it. Okay. That's not too bad. No, but I also played Steam and bought uh, the DLC through one of their weird bundles that included the first game. Yeah. Because it was cheaper than buying the DLC separately, even though they don't credit me for the first game. Now, weird. why would Steam do that? They do weird things with bundles. <laughs> Steam is <laughs> dumb as hell. Well, at any fucking rate. That puts us, score-wise today, 7 points from me, 8.5 points from Timmy, and 4.5 points from Shay. This is the biggest point gap we've had in a long, long time. And I think it's kind of fitting. Like, this is a polarizing experience. And horror games generally are. This is kind of a what-you-get-out-of-it type of game. And I'm totally fine with two out of three of us recommending this and one not. <laughs> Genuinely. I would, I would say as far as this game is concerned, like, there are other games like it. And if you find it on sale, great. If you don't ever play it i don't think you're missing much yeah you can just go to furco 3 on <laughs> twitch and watch timmy play the whole thing honestly but <laughs> hey shay want to play a game where's my spy at i gotta find your flag i would love to play a game <laughs> that is of course stratego or... that's a good one. <laughs> oh, so underrated I did not wake up this morning expecting a Stratego reference. <laughs> That's what happens when I have a very limited knowledge of board games. No, it works <laughs> but great. But decided to commit all year to a board game bit. <laughs> yep. Only seven more months to go. Yeah. All right. So, look, man, who doesn't love brand synergy? For a all long right. time, companies have done their damnedest to corner every aspect of any given market with as minimal amount of IPs as possible. Almost none more so than in video games. Hey kid, you like Mario? Well good, here's a TV show, a cereal, pasta shapes, and a set of bed sheets. Go beg your parents for some cash. Today, we're going to be specifically focusing on the relationship between television and video games. Tim and I will give you the name of an IP, and your job will be to determine if the video game or TV series 
came first. Okay. So we have 10 different IPs. You're going to tell us which was the original. Dope. All right. And Timmy's going to start us off. All right, Shay, your first IP is Rayman. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I didn't even realize Rayman had a TV show. Uh, I guess I'll say the game came first then. (laughs) That is correct. The game did come first. It did have a relatively short-lived television series. It was supposed to have 26 episodes. Four of them were released. Uh, Strangely... Did you say four? (laughs) Yeah. Uh... (laughs) Uh... Yeah, that's really good. It was also only broadcast in France, Germany, and the Netherlands, but was released on VHS in North America and additionally on DVD in France. Oddly enough, the Rabbids show went for way longer, which is like a spinoff of the Rayman series. Yeah. So what, fucking is whatever. Rabbids, the, isn't the show on Netflix? Like, isn't that they, a Netflix? There's probably a raving rabbit. Well, it was a, it was a Nickelodeon thing, but I think it was oh, a you're right. yeah, Nickelodeon yeah. Yeah. purchase of a a French Canadian IP at the time. It's complicated nonsense. Sure. But it's okay. <laughs> All right. Your next IP, Code Lyoko. See, this one I was not Feel- aware had a game. So I guess <laughs> I'll say the show came first. <laughs> that might be how a lot of this goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. The show came first. I... When Timmy and I were putting this together, I, I genuinely forgot that Code Lyoko existed, period. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fair. All right, that's two points so far. All right, Shay, your third IP. Let's see if you know more about this one. Yokai Watch. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck. See, this one's tricky because I was working at a big box retailer at the around the time that this like started getting steam so i don't know if it was toys first or if it was a show or if it was a game i'm gonna say show but i'm not confident either way unfortunately no the game did come first ah, cool <laughs> i mean oh, wait, one wasn't of... yokai watch the one where you could like you would get the toy and then put it into your game or something like that um like knock off amiibos uh... Amiibos or Skylanders or whatever. That's possible. I worked at the same big box retailer, uh, just at a different part (laughs) of the country as you at that time. And I did everything I could to avoid obtaining any information about this whatsoever. (laughs) So I was like, okay, another Pokemon clone. That's all I need to know. That's that's enough. Yeah. But no, unfortunately, the game did come first in this case. Okay. But what about this one? Earthworm Jim. Are there any hints that I can have for this? Ask a specific question. Uh, would asking for the release year of the show be too... No, I think that's fair game. Okay. 1995. I'm going to say the game came first then. You are correct. The game yeah. did come first. Again, putting this together, Timmy was under the assumption that it, a comic book came first. And all of this kind of happened pretty close together. But the game did spawn the rest of the other things in the IP. Cool. Uh, I, it was news to me too. Yeah, I again didn't know that there was an Earthworm Jim show. So, oh yeah, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> I, I mean, it came from out. What I remember came out when I was a year old, so might have missed that one. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> All right, Shay, your next IP is Max Steel. Like the okay, I really am not familiar with this IP. 
can, okay. I, can I have the release here of the game? Well, here, let me do this instead. How about I give you... I mean, I can do that if you want, but I can also give you a rundown of what it is. Uh, let me know a second. I help. See if that... That's not it won't. Help. I I think I think I remember seeing stuff about this like a Disney Channel show or something like that, and I have a kind of an idea of when I saw that. So, mm-hmm. when did the game come out? November of two thousand. Uh, I'm gonna go with the game on this one, but I, mm, yeah, I'm gonna go with the game. It was the series. Yeah. So this is that classic <laughs> case of intentional synergy from the start oh gotcha like okay like way back in the day where transformers were like an action figure made to make a television show to sell action figures right yeah same kind of thing goes for max steel gotcha yep was max steel was that the one with the kid in the 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 blue shirt that could yeah. like i don't remember what he could do oh no he's a fucking burger king toy that's why i'm remembering it yep Oh shit! Yeah. Oh jeez! <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah. So it was a a an action figure, then immediately a TV series, then almost immediately thereafter a video game. Gotcha. You know what's terrible? I think that I considered Max Steel for one of for my first quiz. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Uh. <laughs> I love that. Up next, Dora the Explorer. Whatever the answer is to this is fucking wild to me. Like, what? when did the Dora the Explorer game come out? The first Dora game. Right. <laughs> As I'm sure you are aware, there's a billion of them. Yeah. First game came out in 2003. I'm going to say the game. I feel like that may be why the, there's a computer mouse in the show, but I could care less. That's correct. You could care less, but it is unfortunately the show. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this is, it won't be the first one in this. It was a show made to look like a game. Like the whole conceit of the show is that you're playing like a point and click adventure, yeah. which is why Dora is talking to the viewer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Real fucking nonsense there. <laughs> the series came out in 2000. They didn't come out with a game for another three years, which that, to me alone, is wild. Right? Like, it seems like you planned that from the beginning to make video games yeah. out of it, so... Point clicks are... I mean, especially the caliber that it would be <laughs> right. and the demographic it's aimed at, you'd think it'd be pretty easy to make. Right. All right. Shay, tell me which came first, the series or the game... For where in the world is Carmen San Diego? When did the show come out? The game show? Whatever the first one is. That's what I'm trying I to figure I out. The... I think <laughs> I think the game show was the first one. The first show. Okay, let me rephrase my question then. Uh Yep. <laughs> which which fucking show are you basing your answer off of? Uh <laughs> the game show. Okay. Um, Yep, the PBS game show. That <laughs> debuted in 1991. And also, a friend of mine, Greg Gethard, was a contestant on said game show. Dope. Brother of uh, comedian Chris Gethard. Greg is also a comedian and, and a very funny one at that. Hi, Greg, if you're listening. 1991 for the game show, huh? Mm-hmm. It's pretty early on. I'm going to say the show. Mm, 
I see here some hesitation. Like, that's just a very specific character to introduce on it, like, to basic game show off of, which makes me wonder, was there a game already? But would it have been popular enough to spawn a game show before any of its animated shit? That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. It right. was the 90s. But barely, though. That's the thing. Or was it? <laughs> I'm going to say the I'm going to say the game. Fuck it. <laughs> It is the game. Yeah. That was good intuition, <laughs> intuition on your part. The first game in the Carmen Sandiego series came out in 1985 with subsequent releases in 86, 88, 89, <laughs> and fucks. 91. So they were well into the game series before the game show even came out. <laughs> yep. I think the game, uh, the Where in America's Past is Carmen Sandiego came out the same year as the game show. Gotcha. And before that, it was where in the world, where in the U.S., where in Europe, and where in time. So yeah, good, 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 good intuition on that one. Wasn't there was like an an early two thousands Carmen Sandiego game? Wasn't like the agent's name like Shadow Hawkins or something like that? Fuck! I hope that's true. (laughs) Looking it up right now. And his his partner for the case was like heavily implied to be Carmen Sandiego's ex girlfriend. Oh, that's amazing if that's true. Yep. His name was fucking Shadow Hawkins. <laughs> well done. Oh my god. I'm gonna log that somewhere for a future quiz. <laughs> Alright, so that is four points so far with three more to go. Up next, Blue Dragon. I don't know anything about this IP. Alright. I'm sh- I know that you've said it before, but I don't know anything about it. So, Blue Dragon, I have mentioned previously because the artist and creator of the Dragon Ball series oh, did all yeah, of the yeah. principal artwork. I mean, that doesn't help me, but I'm going to... Nope. Show. Let's say the show. Fuck it. Yeah, that one, unfortunately, is the game. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> that was, it is that was an... a coin flip for me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It was a, an anime adaptation of the game in which basically you get possessed by a the spirit of a blue dragon With... and use it to fight in battle. Now, this is an important question, Dan. Yes. Does the blue dragon have white eyes? <gasps> That's a great question, actually. <laughs> and is it actually an early Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> 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 oh, no. no. Oh, sorry. That's blue eyes, white dragon. Yes. Never mind. I mean, it's Not white eyes, blue still dragon. a good joke. Anyway. <laughs> no, I loved it. For the record, red eyes. All right, Shay, uh, stew over the next IP with Dot Hack. What is Dot Hack? Dot Hack <laughs> is essentially a bunch of kids dropped into a virtual world. All right, when did the game come out? Came out in 2002. Uh, I'm going to say the show. I'm going to say that that came out in 2001. <laughs> Without doing any further research. Yes, the show did come first. <laughs> and your final IP for today is Reboot. Good God. What is Reboot? Reboot is about a bunch of characters that live inside of a computer, and when the user goes to play a game, the characters that are in that computer are the actual NPCs in the game. Oh, that's fun. When did the game come out? This feels like it would be the show, but I want to I wanna know. Uh, 1998. Ah, uh, fuck. I'm still going to say the show. It is, in fact, the show. Yeah. So, Shay... 
That's six out of ten for today. Add them to the big board, and guess what? Uh, it means I gotta track down the achievements sound effect on my computer. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> The wonderful Fisher has informed me that you are to look in the trash can at a cigarette box. Oh, good. <laughs> Shay is not much of a smoker themselves. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I found my 166 medal uh, and a note that says, look under the couch cushion. So make it be work for this one. It is. It's like a snap bracelet. But made with Legos? <laughs> yeah. It's a customizable video game themed Lego bracelet. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> I could not resist buying that. This is incredible. <laughs> I hoped you'd like it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's... And we will post pictures on our Instagram and our Twitter of the prize. And that's going to just about do it for us today. Timmy. Thank you so much for being here, man. This was a blast. I'm so happy this finally came together. We've talked about it now uh, for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I am just happy to be here. Like <laughs> This was real fun. <laughs> Timmy has legitimately listened to just about every episode of the show. And I have, I mean, I've known them for a while now through our, our wonderful little weird karaoke community where I'm at. But uh, we became very fast friends. We have a lot of things in common. We have a lot of shared interests. So... This was uh, definitely a kismet kind of thing. But Timmy, where can people find you online? People can find me online at twitch.tv slash ferk03. And Dan, where can people find us online? Oh, thank you, you for asking. You know how we do that every episode. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, Shay, they can find us on both Instagram and Twitter at bngpod, where we post custom artwork for every episode and also on our twitter we post what we like to call cheap codes which is different sales that you should be aware of at any given time make sure to follow us on both of those and if you'd like to share the show you can do so with our hosting site which is anchor.fm slash bng pod and if you'd like to send us an email for any reason you can do so at broke and gaming pod at gmail.com where we take game suggestions read your emails if they are pertinent to anything we've discussed previously and also just you know if you want to say hi hey shay what are we playing next time next time dan we're playing a little game called rad so make sure you tune in for that it will indeed be a rad episode whether or not the game is rad we'll figure that out in due time okay goodbye but until absolutely then... everybody <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but until then Goodbye, absolutely everyone. Goodbye. All right, well, let's go with one that... Blah. Blah. I'm not familiar with that IP. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that that's not going to make it into the episode. That's the stinger, baby. Don't worry. Bingo.